0: Hi, I'm Candace Michelle, and this is Our Community. For the past few weeks, my guests and I have been discussing some pretty serious topics, including our vulnerable community members who are without adequate shelter in this cold weather, and the ongoing city manager fiasco at Brookings City Hall. I will continue with those conversations, but this week I thought we could have some fun and talk about dogs one of my absolute favorite things in the world. My guest is once again, Kelly Hansen, dog whisperer to the stars, and truly one of the nicest people that I know. Welcome back to the show, Kelly.
1: Ah, hi, Candace. Um, This is our first show in the new year, so happy new year, everybody, and um, good dog yes. days. Yeah, it's nice yes. to be back.
0: Let's get to the dog days of summer, right? Yeah, really.
1: We could use that. Let's go.
0: (laughs) So um, I'm pretty sure that the last time we chatted was right before the holidays. And you were giving all of us some very useful tips about how to get our four-leggeds through the whole holiday season with all of the visitors and the guests and the family members and all the weird and, people that were gonna stop in to see <laughs> us and, and
1: the chaos. <laughs>
0: and the chaos, because there's plenty of that. And um I, they were great tips. I mean they
1: Oh great. They worked. Yeah. Tell me about
0: it. Well, one of the things that I did, the very first thing that I did, was my my beautiful 95 pound black lab who actually has gone up in weight in the last year. She was supposed everyone, to be, right? yeah, I know. But she was supposed yeah. to be losing weight. Ay, okay. mama. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, so I figured that that since she's skittish and, um, you know, is really kind of protective of her home and all that stuff, that maybe the best way to greet the people who were going to be staying in my house for the next week, was to go out with her to the driveway, right? As they are getting out of the car.
1: Good idea. That's right. Yep.
0: Yep. And so, you know, she had her time to kind of sniff around them. And and it's more open out there in the Mm -hmm. driveway. So it was like that whole thing about not boxing them in, not having them feel... Like their back's against the wall, right, where they have to protect,
1: yes. whatever yes
0: it was it was so much easier, so much easier.
1: Lovely. What did you notice about Cola's behavior that made you know it was going well?
0: Um, instead of the hackles up on the back, mm-hmm. uh, the hackles stayed down the, the when I first opened the gate her hackles kind of went up because she's walking out into, you know, strange land there beyond the gate. Sure. But as soon as as soon as she walked over to them, it was it was like the hackles came down. There was no barking. It was it was actually peaceful. Well, it, I that's going too far. <laughs> 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 I mean, but there her- was a 12-year-old boy involved. So, sure. peaceful goes too far.
1: But her behavior to you yeah. seemed markedly better. Yes. As you were noticing her behavior, not necessarily, of course, you're noticing your guests and you're greeting them. Right. You were also paying attention to Cola and how she was feeling and how yeah. she was doing. And you know that based on her body, because we they can't tell us out loud. But you can look at her and like you said, you noticed her hackles were raised, which yep. means that they're overstimulated positively right. or negatively. It doesn't mean that they're going to fight. It just it just means uh, they're very stimulated. So watching her behavior like you did
0: mm-hmm. and
1: noticing her being calm in that environment and not mm-hmm. getting agitated or amped up, mm-hmm. I'm very proud of you. That's exactly what we want people to do because we're guiding the dogs. You guided Cola to a a lovely greeting with some very nice people, I'm sure. And you lowered the anxiety for her by being very watchful, by watching her behavior. That's so great. And
0: I noticed that if her anxiety comes down, so does mine. Perfect.
1: Perfect. And we can turn it around because of course we want it to be, she's matching your energy level. So when you walked out, hopefully you were feeling pretty calm about the whole environment Mm, because we don't want to match, yeah, we don't want to match the dog's energy level or how calm or how anxious they are. We're their guide. We want them to feed off of us. So- you set up the situation that you're confident in. You have her on a leash. You you know that these people that are coming are friendly. They're your relatives. You have a pretty good idea about who this dog is. You know your dog's behavior. You set up the situation to be successful. And you probably, I'm guessing, you probably walked out into that environment feeling a little bit more confident. Right. Can I... It, would you say that's yes. right? Or am I guessing? Oh, yeah. And so oh, yeah. your emotion goes, this is so important. Our emotion goes right down the lead to the dog. Wow. So as you were feeling confident in that, she thought, I'm guessing, because we're all professional second guessers. Yes. <laughs> we can't know exactly. Right. But you looked at her behavior and the environment. You put her in an environment to success or for success for you as well. And, oh. Isn't it great when things run smooth? I'm so proud of you. Good job. Good job. It's so
0: delightful. Well, it and, and seriously, it, it is having conversations with you about what works for them that allows us to do the things that work for them. Because, you know, who knows, right? I mean, who, yeah. who knew that, that my dog was attached to my emotions through that leash? Who knew that? You did. I didn't. (laughs) I was
1: just going to raise my hand. There you go. I did. It was me. (laughs) Well, now we do. Now more and more and more of us do, right? That we're the lead. That the dog takes the guide from us. You know, they'll start to run in a park and invariably they'll turn around and look at us like, is this good? Am I okay? Are you okay? Are you nervous, mommy or daddy? Should I be nervous based on your behavior?
0: Right. So, so
1: much of it is how are you feeling? Are you confident? and, And are you setting your dog up for success? Meaning the environment that you put them in and in the unlikely event that it goes south or the things, the situation doesn't go as planned, that you have a way out you the way to extricate yourself from the situation, meaning that you're backing your dog out of an environment that could be stressful or right. not a good learning environment. Right. So right. I'm yeah, watching your dog is so important. And just knowing basic so, basic, you know, how calm or how nervous they are is super important. So
0: I, I have a question, okay? Um, because what something you said kind of like triggered that. So I, when, when I get around my daughter, partic- in particular, I'm exuberant. Yeah, <laughs> that's just, that's just what happens, you know, oh, sure. my, that's- my exuberance level goes way up. So is that, so that might not be great for my dog, right? That might not be a, a great thing. Well, I mean, she doesn't know I'm happy, does she? Or or, or does she I mean, how do they read a, that stuff? Yeah, Kel? yeah,
1: that's a really really good point. Um they read you by your they she knows you. She knows when you're calm, when you're not by how you speak, your breathing, how fast you move. Um t- mostly by what we're doing with our body and so much of it is when you're calm, your dog is, when you're in, you know intense, your dog can be intense. So the, that uh, when you're really uh, emotionally happy, like that, you're greeting your daughter and you're, you know you really want to wrap your arms around her and yay upon that little greeting ritual, I'm so happy you said this. It, it, it's so important because we're talking about watching your dog. Is this something that your dog is comfortable with? normally? when you're around at the house and you and a friend comes over or somebody calls, that's good. when you when somebody calls and you get your daughter calls and you get exuberant on the phone and your voice raises. And noticing Cola, lots of t- she's probably she might be looking at you a little bit more actively because your energy level is up. She might get up and come in. Hey, does this mean we're going outside? (laughs) You you seem pretty excited. (laughs) It's completely different when the human being is in the room because this is a completely different person. So it's all about knowing your dog. And there are lots of dogs that lots of people know. When two people hug, there are lots of dogs who uh, the people would say, the dog doesn't like it when we hug. The dog will bark at us. It'll oh. jump up on us. It'll be aggressive towards us. I've seen dogs be very aggressive towards couples embracing, and the the dog is uh, a little bit more protective over one and says to the other, "Oh yeah, kiss them one more time, and you're going to have to go through me." <laughs> so the they certainly, you know, are that could making be
0: kind of a real squasher. For that
1: could me. be a. <laughs> Yeah, real downer.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So
1: so just making sure that we're putting them in situations that they can be successful in. Mm -hmm. And that because we are their emotional guide, if a a young puppy who is happy and gregarious and wiggly can handle it when people are jumping up and down and all of a sudden go from zero to excited, for instance, uh, um, watching sports on television, you know, not a right. lot's going on, and all of a sudden, Wah! and the dog has no idea. Right. I mean, lots of times your yelling could sound like what it sounds like when you're fighting. Sometimes, yeah, yes. I've had dogs leave the room, and it's kind of a telltale. You know, to leave the room when somebody's happy about sports. That just makes me think, oh, there's probably a lot of yelling when there isn't sports on. Because why would the dog leave the room when you're yelling?
0: Right because there
1: might be a lot of yelling and because they're sensitive and right. So just being aware of how they're feeling and whether, or what you, how you think they're feeling. Are they anxious? Are they jumping up on you? Uh, Are they trying to separate you? Some dogs try to separate people by actually getting their mouths on their clothing, pulling them apart. Mm. Um, I would just say, well, Hey, when we're hugging, it looks to us like the dog is anxious. Mm-hmm. So why don't we, because we love this animal, why don't we back off a little bit from our hugging right now? And maybe instead of hugging, why don't we teach the dog that when we embrace that it doesn't. there's no protection that needs to happen, no resource guarding, no don't hug my mommy or don't hug my daddy or whatever, because we're teaching the dog, thanks for thinking that way, but mm-hmm. we're your... We're the leaders here.
0: (laughs) And how do you do that?
1: We do that by knowing their trigger. If you hug and they jump up on you and start mouthing your clothing every time, then back off from hugging in front of the dog right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe do something less. You could uh, secure the dog in another location and let it watch you embrace but I would also do things real calm. Mm-hmm. Maybe what's going on is uh, um, the An exuberant hug. It is so exuberant, they don't know what to do. Right. So jumping and mouthing, mouthing doesn't always mean aggression or um, it's going to turn into biting, but not a lot of people like to be jumped on and mouthed when they're simply greeting another human being. Right. So we can teach the dog, if it looks like it's anxious it's jumping up and down now that tells us it gives us information okay we can we can back off our uh, our exuberance but hey what we can also do is in between the time that we see people we could train that dog to sit when people come and to mm. sit and stay when we embrace mm. so mm-hmm. and we reward the dog now we have to train it maybe i mean we didn't necessarily train it what to do when we embrace and we just notice what a dog does and doesn't we don't necessarily like it right for instance upon greeting we hug they jump and maybe pull at our clothing and we notice that about them what a pain in the neck and (laughs) okay that's a pain in the neck now my question what are you going to do about it yeah because if you set up that situation you would bet you'd bet a hundred bucks they're going to do it again Right. So, why would you put them in that situation to fail again? Right. Now that you know they're going to do that, we can, again, there's all kinds of things we can do. Teach them to sit. We can secure them uh, with a leash, uh, um, feet or feet from us so that they can watch the interaction so that they can learn. Right. Um, we can remove them from the room altogether. We could greet the people outside. I used to have to do that with our golden retriever. Shh, the puppy, she was so dang excited to see people, and I know a lot of you experience this uh, when they pee, when yes. they say hello to people.-huh they <laughs> ah. yeah, they're so excited, they're so excited that they, they just control can't control help themselves. Yeah, so every time people came <laughs> over to our house, they'd tell us, oh, we'll be there in five minutes and I would I swear to you, I'd take the dog outside and we'd walk around and every single time people would meet Rebecca outside on the lawn and she'd wiggle. And, you know, get that nervous little be. piddle out of her every time. Now, I could have got upset, dang dog, pees every time somebody comes in, lock the dog away. Or how about train the dog what to do when people come. And it's yep. also um, lots of people or lo- lots of dogs find reward in the whole super, uh, super uh, energetic greetings and so greetings can become almost a source of anxiety excitement anxiety does that make any Mm -hmm, sense
0: mm -hmm, pent up mm -hmm. almost like
1: you can't wait i can't wait i can't wait i can't wait wait. Mm -hmm. and that can bring a little bit of anxiety because they just can't wait for it to happen so right watching our dog children aren't they (laughs) i'm (laughs) exactly uh, yeah 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 exactly it is yeah yeah. It works for husbands, wives, children, positive reinforcement-based behavior, noticing what they're doing. Right. You don't have to punish it. We can just alter their behavior by teaching them a, a better way to, to react, right? At yes. At every yeah. turn. Yeah. Like my Mia and her situation as she's growing up and developing and her little idiosyncrasies. She's getting big. He's getting bigger. <laughs> She's not 85 pounds like your litter mates, thank goodness. She's about 52 pounds.
0: Oh. Yay. Mm-hmm. Good. good. Yeah,
1: very good. <laughs> and how old is she now? She's 11 months old.
0: Oh, my word. Oh, now
1: time flies. Wow,
0: time that fl- went fast.
1: Yeah, it did. It did. Wow. And she, she teaches me w- what she needs help with. hmm just like we were talking about, I notice her behavior, and based on her behavior, I know how to help her. Um, if you saw us uh, uh, entering a Home Depot, mm-hmm. you would think that that dog was terrified of people. Uh, uh-huh. she shivers. She, you would say, "Oh, that poor cowering dog. Her ears are pinned back." You would. It looks like she's terrified um one hand yeah is she and she's not confident in that environment
0: Mm -hmm. well Um, it's a big store it's wide open space with a lot of people
1: she's been there before Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: she's been fine and again like people we kids change and Mm-hmm. You know, little babies are fine with people, and then they're not, and then they're mm-hmm. shy, and then they're not. Mm-hmm. Mia has always been like, sound sensitive mm-hmm. to a degree. She doesn't like loud trucks uh, carts across the parking lot. So when we did some training recently and took her to Home Depot, of course, there were three guys in the parking lot Taking all the carts in at the same time. Of course. (laughs) And two trucks going by with
0: big, you know, probably diesel (laughs) engines and, you know, and they were probably revving. (laughs) It was,
1: (laughs) yeah. It was something. Now, the time before, she was fine. And the way we get in and out of the car is I lift her at this point. So everything looked normal. And I lift her out of the car and Mm -hmm. she starts walking around. She, presents looking a little cautious, Mm -hmm. but I follow her. If she wants, if she says, heck no, I'm not getting out of the car. I know we have to work there, but she's saying I'm okay getting out of the car and walking. And so I'm saying, okay, I want to walk to the store and get her in the store. That's not necessarily what she's ready for. (laughs) So when you're out there socializing and training your dog, whether it's at a store or at a dog park, or even just a walk around the block. Depending on your dog's ability to handle the environment, whatever it is, it's it's really not about us. We might think we're taking an hour walk. That dog might say, look, it, there's a motorcycle gang down the street. I can't handle it. I need to go back home. Let's do this tomorrow. And so there are times where you can kind of push them a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is why it's important when you're outside and out and about with a dog who has a little nervous tendencies, it's a great idea to take a a very, very valuable, mostly food item with them. The one thing at home that they can't help but do backflips for. Their number one, a number one food treat is the one thing you take out with them when you know you're putting them in the most um intense the most uh, environmentally charged whether it's dogs or people or sound whatever it is that they react right. a lot to right. because they make you can tell whether a dog is too stressed in that environment will you eat your most favorite item on the planet or are you so freaked out you can't whenever i say that i say that's like i used to say that's like me with white chocolate raspberry cheesecake <laughs>
0: Well, hey. I, and that actually happened the other day because I had cola at the vet, and they gave me um, a a chew to give her that was, you know, would have been delicious, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: she was so freaked out from being at the vet and all of the stuff that was being done that she wouldn't she wouldn't take the treat. And I know how yeah. food, you know, yeah. I know what she does with food, so. Yeah, it was it was like, Oh, okay, I'm I'm gonna get you home as soon as I can, I promise. I promise.
1: And a food um a, again, going back to that a number one item that a dog really, really will do backflips for. Typically at a vet or a pet store or someplace like that, they don't have that item. They mm. have a um a kind nice of a generic. treat. Yeah. Something something that a lot of dogs really like, but not
0: mm-hmm. beef liver
1: or chicken or or a hot dog. I mean, dog. steak or something that the, your dog yep. you know, I mean, come on, the number one yep. thing. That's what you take for them. And then in that environment, if your dog says forget it. Like the first time I took Mia to the beach, she, right away, and she loves beef liver and little chicken liver, but right away, she just the sound of the ocean. Two I months. mean, we got we were fif- we were 40 50 feet, we were at a local beach here with a, a, a kind of expansive beach. We walked down and we got on the sand, and she saw, "Oh, sand!" And then she looked at the, the waves crashing, and it, it wasn't a, a particularly loud day. It was stormy, but that was just enough for her. And so I read her. I was, "Hey, cool, we're gonna go to the water like all the other dogs playing out there. Come on, puppy." And she you know literally gently dug her little paws into the sand and said, "This is where I'm comfortable." As soon as she stopped on the lead, there's no way I'm going to drag her. When a dog stops on the lead, they're telling you something. I'm not. I can't drag her. That's counterproductive to leash appropriate leash walking. But the dog is saying something, and so listen. What is she saying? She was just saying the sound of that's too much. Then there's no reason I had to go all the way to the water. I just thought, you know what, kid? I'll be right here with you until you're okay. And we played around a little bit. And then intentionally, I would get, oh, I don't know, two feet closer to the ocean, and then a couple feet closer to the parking, and then a couple of feet closer to the ocean. And before you knew it, we were halfway there, mm-hmm. but still not, she wasn't ready to go. Mm-mm. It was probably two or three times going down to the beach. Before she went, okay, that's, that's not too loud for me. And then when she touched the water, that was a, oh, a water. Mm. <laughs> and then I just started again. Yep. Look, and I'm working at your ability to handle it. And as I know giving you food, if I give you this thing, you'll do backflips off or for, you know, four. And you right. are basically pushing it away, you know, get that stuff away from my face. I know you're overwhelmed. Yep. So let me just back out of the situation until you can eat that food and I know you're comfortable here. And then next time, literally draw a line in the sand. Next time we come, we start right here and then right. we can get a little closer. So,
0: you know. So, you know, Kelly, why when you're saying this stuff, what what keeps um, just popping up in front of my face is that so often I think we humans um, we think of ourselves as the top of the pyramid, right? We we are, we are, we are, right? I mean, we are.
1: Oh, my. And,
0: and the dog is really uh, supposed to be subservient, I guess. I I don't know how else to put it, right? But But mm-hmm. the dog is supposed to do what we tell it to do. The dog is supposed to follow us around. The dog is supposed to, you know, be our sidekick, but not... Not be somebody that we actually communicate with to see where they are in all of this. You know, I, I, it's just really interesting when you think about your dog being a being that deserves as much respect as you would give another adult human being because we're not always very good with our kids either. I mean we we often t- t- treat mm-hmm. our kids as appendages that, you mm-hmm. know, need to be quiet and do what we tell them, but but we wouldn't treat another adult that way. So it it's just interesting to me how we've kind of marginalized our pets, you know. I don't I don't know if I'm being clear, but
1: I understand what you're Talking about a hundred percent um people who would hey, look at um in the thirties f- and forties and fifties how people had animals and how people had dogs they were outside they were workers they were farmers and then people changed and we moved out of the country and we moved into the city and we brought our dogs with us and now they weren't working on the farm and doing that kind of thing now they became pets um Considered pets, not but they're still with a lot of people just because of how you're raised and where you live. I think that mentality of dogs are outside and they're you know put the dog in the backyard that's where it belongs. Well, but they're highly social animals and you could put a dog in the backyard as long as there were others with it and there was something to do and they were stimulated and they had guidance and you don't just let dogs hang out by themselves and quote they'll figure it out. I keep hearing that no. Yeah, well they might figure it out, but I tell you what, they might not figure it out the way that you wanted
0: them to figure right. it out.
1: Now exactly. there's going to be a whole lot of corrections.
0: So, they might figure out how to dig underneath that fence or how of... to go sailing over <laughs> that fence. You know? Yeah, you don't Correct. want them to figure that stuff out. Correct. So yeah.
1: bringing them, you know, we domesticated them, we feed them when we bring one into our house, we sign up to really, we sign up to take care of them, to take them to the vet, to feed them a good diet, to consider how they're feeling, uh, because considering how they're feeling ultimately equates to good or bad behavior. When they're feeling good and happy, you get good behavior. When they're not feeling good and happy, intimidated, threatened, they haven't eaten in a long time, they have a cruddy diet, they get picked on by people. they get picked on by other dogs. Anybody would have an attitude. what you know, f- good food in, Good behavior out. yeah, good socialization, good behavior from human beings in good mm-hmm. socialization, good with behavior with people going out, taking dogs to dog training classes and dog parks and over to people's houses. Uh, you know, your friends and taking them places is awesome. That's what people want to do when they bring a dog home with them, but it doesn't just happen. It doesn't, you just, you can't just think that it's going to happen magically because once you get one and you recognize that it doesn't happen magically and you recognize that they cost money. They're, they're not cheap. Dogs aren't cheap.
0: No, no,
1: they're not. But I tell you the, the reward I mean, how they love you and take care of you and defend you and make you laugh and protect you and all the lovely things that they bring to us because we promise them, hey, you know what, come and live with me, I'll take care of you. Right. I'll do my best to give you the best I have. And right. I think, and lots of times, I I've helped people adopt so many animals and there are just times where life happens with people and it's not any, it's nobody's fault, but there are just some times where we can't afford the dog and we can't take care of them in the way that they need to. So that's where rehoming an animal comes in with their best of intentions and that we're, you know, we're not quote getting rid of an animal. We're just recognizing that we went in it with the best of intention. It just isn't a fit. For lots of reasons. Allergies or the dog is noisy or you your job changed or, you know, so many different reasons. But right. just when we put our best effort out there and we try, we're not, you know, lots of human beings aren't experts at dogs. We can just try and we can listen to programs like this where we try. Um Take a class, look at um, some online videos and instruction. And as long as it's loving, uh, training, and it doesn't look like anybody's using force, looks like the animal's having fun. And hey, more importantly, are you having fun? That's that's really training should be fun. So, yeah. hey, d- is your dog in a, in an environment where it looks like they're having a good time? Are they stressed out? And and if they are, can you just back out of the situation? Years and years ago, my husband and I traveled, I swear, about an hour and a half, close to two hours with our golden retriever to get out to this renaissance fair in Southern California. And we thought, oh, walk in the park and it's going to be a great day. Well, <laughs> my nine-year-old golden retriever had never heard a cannon before
0: and a oh. renaissance fair.
1: Yeah. Yeah, oh. so we walked up and we were all excited to the main gates, and you know they were walking around with all their pageantry, and somewhere in the distance, they a big cannon called boom. Yeah, well, we never made it in to the <laughs> to the Renaissance Fair. We we had to oh, turn.
0: Oh, poor dog. Right.
1: Well, in the moment, it was like, dang it! You know, we were gonna we had the whole yeah. day planned. Right. We just thought. And that's where people, you know, we can get upset. We, you know, stupid animal. But you know, look again. We brought them into this our crazy world, and sometimes they just can't handle our crazy activities. So
0: well, it just hated. I can't handle the crazy activities. Yeah, I mean, and if, I'm not <laughs> sure I would like the cannon going off. You know,
1: if anything, it taught me if I ever want to go to a Renaissance fair with this dog, I have to go someplace to teach her to so that right. she can. Hear cannons on a semi regular basis and get used to that. And so I thought, you know, I don't.
0: Do you, you know, want to go somewhere I, where you're going to hear cannons well, on a semi regular basis? I don't know. It <laughs> wouldn't have been so bad. I could put on headphones, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, the poor listened. dog
0: can't put on headphones, though. <laughs> she,
1: she just said, looked at me like, what the heck?
0: Yeah, Mike, heck are what you? are you doing, Mom?
1: Have you thought of me at all? Are and you really moment, taking
0: me into battle here? Uh, Is that crazy. really what you're doing?
1: <laughs> and when I thought about it like that, like I'm actually hearing what she's saying, then it, then all my dang it goes away. Yes. Then I just look yes. at her like, oh goodness, little ah, uh. yeah. Oh, I wasn't thinking about you, honey. I'm sorry. Right, right. Note to self. Yes. So, note to self. <laughs> note to self, pay attention to those situations that you know your dog does well in and those that they don't do well in and the ones that they don't just means that if you want them to get good in that environment, we have to do some training. You have to put them in that environment low dose, you know? It's like we're bringing them into a, a, for people. The analogy is uh, if you were afraid of a pool, Right. Your therapist wouldn't just push you in. There would be little they would you would talk about a pool and then they would mm-hmm. show pictures and then there would be these little steps to getting closer and closer. Uh, knowing and sometimes you have to back off because the stimulation is too much but right. knowing the patient, knowing you're the dog, knowing the person uh, pretty soon you can put your feet in the pool and before long you probably be swimming and the same with the dog who is terrified of going across a parking lot and into Home Depot. I can absolutely respect her, listen to her and give her these things at low doses that she can handle. And I know that by if she'll eat her most favorite food. So, Mm -hmm. Hey, it's easy for me. She's telling me, I can understand what she's saying. When she looks like she's freaked out, that's too much back her out. I mean, that's, that's, that's
0: easy. But That's the key, easy. obviously, is to actually look at your dog, yeah. right? Correct. <laughs> to not just keep walking and assume that the other right. end of the leash is coming, right? Like, That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. so uh, well, I was ahead. wondering about more socialization kinds of things with other animals like mm-hmm. you know we're 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 starting to get into maybe some nice weather i mean you know we'll see but um you know usually when that happens we there's more dog walking there's more dog parking there's more right i mean you you go and do things out in the world with your dogs what you know how how do you how do you make sure that everything is copacetic you know you you want to go to a dog park and you know there you are on the outside of the gate and you want to go in and it's like how do you make sure that <laughs> the going in is going to be okay i mean i have i have these fears that i open that that gate and suddenly the pack of wild dogs that's inside that yard comes rushing over to me, ready to eat me alive <laughs> and my dog, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And that's I'm laughing because that's been my world recently, um with Mia I'm so again sorry she, no, it's good. She's yeah. eleven months old, and hey, from zero to two. It's a really good idea to socialize the heck out of your dog a lot. Big dogs, little dogs, tall dogs, short dogs, Mm -hmm. all breeds. Um, And socializing really is, uh, we have to certainly know our dog and what they're, again, going back to what we were talking about, your dog's limitations and how are they generally with a new dog? Um, Are they do they want to run away? Do they want to run and to play? So, knowing your dog number one is really important. The age of your dog, the health of your dog. Um I would say also and lots of people like to bring toys and balls and that kind of thing to dog parks which you know, if you're the only one at a dog park and maybe there's a maybe there's another dog and uh, your dog has more of a drive towards a toy and the other dog doesn't really care about it, that's, that's great. That's the kind of interaction you want. But when you enter a dog park where lots of people just don't uh, manage their dogs very well, they don't know how to manage their dogs. Um, for a lot of them, it can be a, a social time for the people. Right. And w- when a lot of people know each other and all their dogs know each other, that's great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you don't know all the, people are one thing, but when you, your dog doesn't know all the other dogs, your dog could be completely fine with chasing a ball. And every single time, it doesn't matter where you take your dog, you can throw the ball and there could be one dog, there could be five dogs. And when you throw the dog, they all run after it. And your dog Gives up and lets the others have it. Mm. Um, Your dog takes the ball and is a social enough dog that it can take that ball and take the the energy from the other dogs, maybe really wanting what that dog has, Mm -hmm. right? I know lots of dogs who will go get the ball, put it in their mouth, and there can be tons of dogs jumping all over and give me that, give me that, give me that. And they'll just make a direct line back to their people like, nope, it's fetch. I got it. <laughs> no problem. And if another dog gets their ball, they're like, okay, well, I know you're going to drop it. And when you do, I'll get it and take it back to them and they'll throw it for me. And that's the game. That's cool. What? That's perfectly fine. What you don't want is when if you were to say, "Oh, my dog is really intense about her toy boy or her ball, when you throw that, there's one thing to run after it super super fast. There's another what they do once they get there. those dogs who have a tendency to run, I mean, you know, lightning fast after they have you know that prey drive that those kind of dogs working dogs the that that's just their job they Herding breeds, you know, run after critters, run after cattle. They have to do that. What they do once they get the item and come back, what you don't want them to do is run after it really super fast, get it, and now stop because the others have come. Right. And now there's a standoff. Oh, yeah. And now it's, they're not running back to mommy and daddy. Now it's, now I'm defending what's in my mouth. That dog, don't ever take the, the ball. Don't, just don't take the toy to the dog park. There's, because all you're asking for is to raise anxiety in your dog. Because even if somebody else is have, throwing the ball for their dog, your ball-crazy dog might be the one to run after that and take it from the dog. Yes. That you have no idea. Right. Right,
0: you have what that personality is, of that dog is. Of yeah. that
1: dog yeah, is exactly your dog might be perfectly fine, and you can go. Yeah, she might growl or uh, at a you know vocalize mm-hmm. a little bit at another dog, but she's super great with puppies. She would never in a million years ever put her on any mouth, and if a uh, her mouth on any dog, and you know she's uh, she tried and true. She would never do that. But if you think. Nah, she's put her mouth on another dog before because they took us something or they wanted to. Then, really, what you're doing when you take your dog to a dog park is saying, Hey, look, it, here's a toy. Now go defend it from everybody. Oh, oh, what well, a that's not anything. I know. Oh, that isn't that's not no. any fun. No, 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 I, no. I wouldn't want to do that. It's be like, Well, geez, thanks.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I know, I know. And so what a horrible no. situation to put them in where that's what they're yeah. going to have to do.
1: Exactly. And you don't want them practicing that kind of behavior with Mm-mm. strange dogs that you don't know. You We just really don't know. Some dogs go from, hey, I'm social to now I'm eating your face. That happened mm-hmm. recently
0: <laughs> no. to me. Uh,
1: really? Hey, uh, oh. I, used to, <laughs> I used to own a daycare and boarding facility and training facility with 25, 30 dogs walking around. Um, and I'm it, imagine having you're a teacher, a school, a school teacher. I can't imagine all those teachers out there. Bless your heart. How do you look at 30 kids and keep them all in line at the same oh my time? God, I'd
0: <laughs> lose my mind. I really would. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so all these dogs out in the dog yard with all these different personalities that we just don't know. So it's best in a dog park to have things be as calm as possible. People need to move around because when you move around, dogs will follow you around. If you come into the dog park and you're sitting in a big circle with your friends or standing in a big circle, because now it's social time, Mm -hmm. your dogs are probably all, if you notice, look at your dogs, they're probably hanging around you. Mm -hmm. Most dogs will do that. Some of them, of course, are, you know, are friendly with each other and know each other and will run off and play, but lots of times they hang out where the people are. So, you know, one thing to do at a dog park is move, move because your dog will probably want to be nearer to you. At some point, mm-hmm. it'll check in with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving around, having people move around, gets dogs moving around, and that's super important. Having keeping your leash with you instead of hanging it on a lead on a on a fence someplace. Ah,
0: that's super smart, important, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, my I have a dear friend who has a dog who I've been taking care of since she was a baby. She's five now. And she hasn't, like a lot of dogs, hasn't had a ton of socializing lately. She's mm-hmm. a, a sweetheart. And I swear, I know her so well that I can just kind of give her the stink eye. And she goes, oh, man, dang it. Aunt Kelly's <laughs> on my case. Shoot. And she'll <laughs> actually come over. And I'm like, I saw you. Look at that dog. So, oh, sorry. She, yeah. <laughs> She's not as good as she used, she's better, She, but she just needs a little right. bit of help. She's recently turned into this and simply because her mommy has had some physical challenges where her mommy gets to a dog park and has to sit down and can't, physically can't walk around and manage her, right. but of course wants the dog to run around and in the right group, this dog is perfectly fine. She's a little thing. She's perfectly fine. Except on greeting rituals, when oh. a new dog comes into the dog park. That's where she wants to go, hey, just so you know, rah, big I'm a mountain. <laughs> now, to anybody, I swear to God, to anybody listening to her, you go, oh my God, it sounds like she wants to rip that. She's not the one barking at the fence. She'll bark at the fence, but sh- it's what she does when the dog gets in.
0: Mm-hmm. She's
1: jumping at it. She's in its face. Mm. It it's not it it is it's not nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you went to a place a, a party and you know you put your stuff down and somebody's right in your face right away. Hi, how are you? What do you want? Uh, you want a drink? Can I get it? Do you want to dance? Can I get it? How-? You just be, <laughs> yeah, jeez, yeah.
0: give me some you know, space, right? Just relax
1: yeah. a little bit. How are you doing? Can I date you? Do you want to date? Can I take you <laughs> out? Can I take you out? You're like, ah, oh, leave me alone. <laughs> get out of my face. And so these dogs get to the point where they're like, listen, you little. You either get out of my face or I'm gonna have to correct you. Right. And because mommy physically can't do that, then this little altercation happened. And luckily I'm active and I'm always moving around and I can't not think I'm in my own dog park. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) When I'm in a dog park. I'm always watching everybody else's dog, how are things going? Yep. I, I put my leash on other dogs, just a little time out. Everybody gets mm-hmm. a little too uh, rambunctious. Dogs start playing a little too actively. It's time, you know, take a lead. Everybody just settle everybody down. Mm-hmm. 15 seconds, Shh. calm, and then let them go play again. That's where. You know, you can change the subject from dogs who are starting to play a little too actively and starting to kind of irritate each other, Mm -hmm. but because the people aren't watching, they're not catching it. And sometimes all of a sudden they'll say, oh my gosh, all of a sudden the dog fight broke out. Yeah, except if you would have been watching, you would have seen that, and I'm just going to make up a breed, that that young shepherdy, the agile shepherd thing was constantly on the back of that malmute. And that malamute took it long enough. The shepherd was a puppy. The malamute's four. I'm just guessing. I'm just making this mm-hmm. up. And at some point, the malamute is going to have to correct the shepherd for constantly jumping on its back. Because jumping on its back says, I'm a higher ranking than you are. Right. And why would you come into a place where you don't know anybody and pick on the first one you see and go, hey, just so you know, I'm higher ranking. huh? And that <laughs> one's going to go, oh, isn't that cute? Ah! <laughs> and that's where the people go, oh, my God. Ah! Right,
0: right, and who gets blamed then is the Malamute, ah,
1: right. right?
0: Because they're the one that reacted. Thank yeah. you, thank yep. you, yep,
1: that's exactly right. So, the my girlfriend got to the dog park first. Um, I came, I was coming in, and there was this, a really super appropriate dog. Thank gosh, this dog was ridiculously appropriate—black lab, female. I think you know who you are if you're listening to this. <laughs> I think it's a female. Great, really great people. Great dog. This dog took my girlfriend's small dog ah, in its face. It might have even grabbed this lab, maybe. not. Didn't bite it, but could have grabbed it. Mm-hmm. it was really, really annoying. And this big black lab verbally corrected, got kind of tall, hackles up, but never did more than that. Didn't have to put its mouth on the little mm-hmm. dog. Didn't have to eat it. Didn't have to do anything more than that. Just made a lot of noise.
0: Right. Now,
1: when if you're not familiar with that kind of thing, you might think, "Uh-oh! All all heck is breaking out. That you know yeah. something's going to happen."
0: Right? Danger, Will Rogers. Danger, Danger would work, <laughs> yeah. but we
1: those two people only in the moment. That mommy of the of the lab knows, sh- or he or she. I'm sorry, I'm not sure which one it was that dog isn't going to eat the little one right now, the little one, mommy and me, we don't know the lab's not going to eat the little one because she could have, because the little one was being inappropriate. She could have put her mouth on her, but she didn't. Mm -hmm. So now that we know that we know that from now on, when we go to the dog park, that mommy, my girlfriend will wait for me to get there because I can handle her dog physically. And so We'll come into the dog park, and we'll have this little dog who's sweet, mm-hmm. wait. There's a little, lots of times you'll go into the first, there's like a staging area. Right. You go into one gate, and then there's another gate. Right. So I'll bring her into the first gate, and I'll just have her hang out there for a little while. Just They think, this dog thinks, Mommy's going to, or Aunt Kelly's going to open the first one and she's going to take my leash off and now she's going to open the second one and ah, I get to do what I want. Ha ha, not necessarily. <laughs> what if what you get to do is ha, ha The game
0: is, has changed. <laughs> I know.
1: It's a power trip. You know, people, it's a power trip for us. Oh, the dog goes, yeah, oh, we're going to go play. Not necessarily. Hmm. Only hmm. on good behavior. So yes. why don't we hang out in this little staging area? It could be 30 seconds. It could be five minutes. Now, again, Mm -hmm. this is where the people think, I'm going inside the dog park. You mm, Not necessarily. You're going to the dog park. This time, you're only going to the staging area because if she can't calm down in the staging area when other dogs are at the fence line, she's not ready to go in. So what you might need to do is you practice. You might have to go to the dog park at times where there there aren't very many dogs. Um, You can um meet other owners out there that have dogs that your dog does well with and they socialize well with so you start to develop a small group of friends for your dog and then mm-hmm. you can build upon that but going into a dog park like that making sure that the entry is as calm as possible and even if you have to wait also It's such a dynamic situation. You're watching your dog. You're watching the other dogs approaching the fence and kind of doing, you know, kind of a barking. And that barking, you don't, coming in, you don't know what that is. The the new person and dog, the dog has a good idea what that barking means. The humans don't know what that barking means. It could mean, hey, I'm going to eat your dog. (laughs) Or it could mean, I'm just (laughs) excited. I can't wait to meet your dog. I'm going to eat
0: your dog. I want to meet your dog. <laughs> I'm going to
1: eat your dog. I'm going to meet your dog. So what I do every single time is because I I want Mia to have to give everybody some space. I'm watching all the time. Car pulls up. A car pulls up. A dog starts to come out. That's my cue. Mia, come. Hey, it's a good recall. Get her to come over. I put the lead on her. Now, how about I do some leash work with her? How about a little bit of healing work? While over at the entry, the person is coming in. So now what they get to do, I mean, in a perfect world, wouldn't it be great if all the dogs just kind of went back to their people, except the really mellow ones that know how to greet a dog who are
0: <laughs> joke.
1: You we all know those dogs. So
0: cool. Yeah.
1: Super cool to just kind of wait back and go, Hey, I'm just whatever you want. I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah. The ones that don't rush right into their face. Those dogs can have more of uh, uh more of leash freedom, except for we always people, we always have to, we don't know the dog coming in.
0: No, no,
1: we don't, we just don't know no. the dog coming in. So the dog coming in could be super fearful and, uh you know, a, uh, and w- when this dog is fearful, it doesn't run away. It runs towards and it bites. Right. And so certainly Hopefully the owner would know that's not a candidate for a dog park. That's a dog for training, a training to go to a dog park right. Just because a dog has this behavior right now. doesn't mean it isn't workable and we can help the dog get better. But these dogs, even dogs that have been going to dog parks for a long time, we still need to keep our eye on them when they're on off lead with other dogs that they don't hang out with a lot. And and making sure that there aren't items, resource guarding, balls and sticks and toys. Again, some dogs are perfectly fine. And when you're in that environment, we can recognize when they're going to be fine with it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you might roll. It's a real cool, calm group of dogs and they know each other and you roll the ball and one goes for it actively and another one chases after the dog going for the ball, which is Mia. She, you throw the ball, she'll run after the ball, but run past it. Like, oh, aren't you going to get it? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't the other dog supposed to get it? And now I'm supposed to chase the dog with the ball. Right. I, you know, she doesn't. <laughs> so, you I know, know it, it's, it
0: it's fascinating because there's there is a a whole etiquette to absolutely. You know, and and knowing yeah. what that etiquette is, or learning the etiquette, absolutely. I mean, it and it, it you really, know working, <laughs> yeah,
1: working with each other as owners as well, yeah. Because the the lovely woman with the black lab was right when she passed by my girlfriend and and said in a tone, "You need to put your dog on a lead." Now, my girlfriend could have said, "Hey," but what my girlfriend said is. You're right and my friend is getting the lead right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's perfect.
1: And, and cuz you know, look, it, right. we all want to we want to have a good experience at the dog park and social right. but uh, but it isn't necessarily the time to train your dog at the dog park. You right. know, yes, they're there to to get some social uh, time. Right. But if your dog isn't super social, you can take them there for socialization, but you have to pick the time and make sure that the dogs are right, that they can, they know how to handle your dog and can socialize and it's going to be a good time for you and your dog and not an overwhelming experience. Right.
0: right. Yeah. We want it to be Kelly. We're, we're just about out of time, which um, I can't believe. I mean, really where does the time go? Right. But, but clearly what this says to me is that um, if I'm going to take Cola to a dog park, I'm going to have to take Kelly with me because that that then I would feel secure, you know, mm-hmm. because I think you would be able to read the other dogs. I mean, I can yes. read Cola, but I'm not sure I can read the other dogs. So.
1: Correct. Yeah. And if you have a dog that is on the nervous side, like we think mm-hmm. that Cola is, then it would be smart to take somebody with me. Right. But if you know, if they're not, then you don't necessarily have to be so cautious about your dogs. Just keep an eye on the other right. dogs. And right. you know, for the most part, people do a good job. Just keep your leash with you. And if you ever think you need to, you can put a leash on somebody else's dog and say, Excuse me, your dog needs a timeout. <laughs> I love it. I That's love okay.
0: It. Kelly, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been excellent. And um, you know, we'll do this again soon. I'm Oh, please. Sure. Thank you. And I want to thank you for tuning in. You can listen to earlier podcasts with Kelly on our website, kciw.org, under our community. We've talked about a variety of canine issues, and we always have fun. And while you're on our website, consider becoming a member. Our yearly membership is only $25, and that money will help us keep good, independent programming coming to you 24-7. We are entirely volunteer-run and funded, and we'd love to have you as a part of our radio family. Again, that's KCIW.org. I'm Candace Michelle, and this is Our Community.